Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today we're talking dairy. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, so we're back with another episode. Back with another day at it. Uh, we're going to start off with dairy, but who knows where we may go after that. We, as in I have a guest for once, it's been a while, but before I get into all that, I want to make sure to tell you to uh, follow the social medias, YFLF Podcast on Instagram is the best place to get us. Yourfoodlooksfunny.com for our uh, latest content, shows and whatnot. Donate to the show while you're on there. We could use your help. Sure appreciate it. All right. So today I got my cousin Nate on here. He's been avoiding the show. I told a story about him a few episodes ago, but uh tracked him down he had already eaten my sandwich again so i couldn't really uh check in with him again on that one but you know <laughs> nate say hello to everybody hello everybody all right uh don't start <laughs> don't put me out there about your sandwich that's funny yeah i mean well I, I told the people about it already and uh you know it was pretty disrespectful but it's all right it's cool i got over it i really didn't but uh, you know <clears throat> i like did you really uh no no, no, really didn't. I don't even I don't even know where the closest Quiznos is to me, but the fact that I still have vivid memories like rain falling on the glass of that sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about how I feel with that one. So I, like I said, today's topic is going to start somewhere with dairy simply because it's National Dairy Month. There are a lot of d- dairy holidays in this month, randomly, as there usually are with these food holidays. But uh, the person that's on the show here, Nate is lactose intolerant, but still indulges in the occasional dairy item. Not occasional. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite food item that includes some sort of dairy? Man, all of it. I tell people all the time, it, do, it doesn't suck being lactose intolerant. It just sucks liking products that have dairy in it. That's the issue. And ironically, I'm a garbage disposal, so I eat everything. Ah, uh, my favorite. Let's see. Oh yeah, dessert of course is ice cream, uh, mint chocolate chip, I uh, milkshake, and then you know I'm a big fan on pizza. You know, loaded up with cheese, and I know I'm gonna pay for it. You know, it could be 15 minutes after the first slice, or it could be the next day. It's just, it's like Vegas. You just go in there and play your chances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess. I mean, I've taken so many L's, as you know. It's like it's nothing new. <laughs> You've got to make it worth it. As you've gotten older, have you noticed that certain foods have gotten worse or are they still about the same? You know, it's uh, it's hit or miss, man. Um, I say since I got in my 30s at least, um, it either is like I can go like a solid year, like I've never been lactose powder in my life, or it could be one day like, ah, you know, I'm not really feeling this, but let me just get a taste of whatever is yogurt or something like that, just like barely a spoonful. And I'm in a bathroom for the next hour and a half or so watching Netflix on my phone because I can't get up. Wow. It's a struggle sometimes. Yeah, that sounds tough. Yeah, I've noticed that I've gotten older, especially in the last couple of years, how food affects me. Not necessarily dairy, but spicy food for sure. Like I normally pay for it in some capacity. Like I just feel the slow burn in my throat and my chest after I eat anything with a decent amount of spice in it, but I still love hot wings and, and hot stuff. No, for me, it's, um, 
<clears throat> given, you know, I am a garbage disposal, but I do kind of watch what I eat because my metabolism tends to go on vacation more often than not. Mm. So, uh, I think it's more the greasy foods. So like, I really have to space out what kind of greasy foods I eat. And if I do, I usually have to follow up with like some kind of like bread or something to kind of coat my stomach or help digest it. But it's not too bad, but I think that hits me a little bit harder now than the lactose intolerantness. But again, that's like, as soon as I get in my comfort zone, like, oh, I'm cool. I don't have any, any issues with dairy. And they're like, oh yeah. And then it's like, wait for this. And then all of a sudden, you can't see me for a half a day because I'm, <laughs> I'm out somewhere hiding behind a tree or in the toilet. So kind of getting more into what you uh, you said about eating everything, that's what I've kind of been meaning to talk to you about is uh, why? Why why do you – do you normally I ask these questions to people and it's been a while since I've had somebody on the show, so I've, I'm going to ask them early for you. Is there anything that most people eat that you don't? I know this is a tough one for you. But is there anything? Yeah. Um, well, first, not just I just don't eat anything, which I do eat just about everything. But it has to taste good. So it has to be cooked right and all that for the most part. I don't do beets, as you know, and I don't do liver. So those, I've tried them. Couldn't make it work. Couldn't stomach it. So technically, I don't have that, that title of saying I eat everything, but I'm pretty close to it. Yeah. Uh in our family, for the mo- especially with the cousins, apparently it's just my dad's children. We're the only ones out of the cousins who eat chitlins and pig feet. Pig, basically, all the pork from the ruta to the tuta. You guys act like it's like, you know, you're going to get the, the, the COVID virus or Spanish flu from it. But I there's more for me to eat. But not too many people eat uh, chitlins, but I'll eat them boiled or fried. But it has, it's been a while since I've had any, though. But... I still crave them every Thanksgiving or Christmas. No, chitlins are worse than COVID, and I'm on record saying that. Now. <laughs> um, that that didn't qualify as an answer for the question, but I, I'm glad you preferenced that. You know your spectrum of what you will eat. Catrice, who I also had on the show, uh, you know, uh, earlier this year, she does eat chitlins too, which I had forgotten about. I never knew that. Totally surprising, but yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're not alone in that in that boat. But when it comes to me, yes, yes, you are. I'm not. I. Uh, I'm not eating that. Have you tried them? Do I need to? Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't. You as a chef, you know, you have no, to no, try no. things. You can't make it. Come on, man. No, no, no. In okay. Le Cordon Bleu, chitlins mm-hmm. were not something that we made for good reasoning. Didn't you guys put them on like some kind of a biscuit with like um, no. cilantro or something on top? Oh, I know you did. Not even close. <laughs> you just got to make it presentable. You know, food no. presentation is half the battle. There is no way to make chitlins presentable. And if even if you do, they're no longer chitlins. You, you either going to smell them before you get to them or by the time you get to them, if they don't smell, somebody's trying to fool you. There was no point. What's the health benefit? The taste? None of none of it. And I I don't I don't even remember if I've actually tasted them. If I did, it was before I was like ten, and it might have been. Oh by yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure grandma or your mom or somebody put uh mixed them in with some like no. cornbread or something. No, or stuffing. That's probably what it was with stuffing. No, because I didn't. So eat I'm sure stu- you I didn't, I didn't eat stuffing <laughs> back in the day, so I know nobody did that to me. As you go to bed tonight, you're going to stare at the ceiling like, did I eat stuffing as a kid? No, I know I didn't. 
because as a kid, I had a great memory, and I know. I'm not eating that. So the fact of that is, no, no. Stuffing, I, I barely ate onions until I was like 15. So I know I wouldn't eat no stuffing. Yeah, I'll give you that. There's certain vegetables that I didn't touch until like middle school, like carrots, green beans, onions, um, kind of things where you got to a point where, hey, if I'm, you know, if I want to eat, I have to eat this. This is what's presented to me. But, and then that you just develop a taste for it. So if I can do that and, you know, my preteen years, I'm pretty sure. Again, I'm not going to eat if it's nasty. I'm not going to recommend it if it's nasty. So if I think it tastes good, then, you know, I'm trying to put other people onto it. It's just, you know what it is. When I was presented with the food, I didn't know what it is. Dad was just like, here, we were at grandma's house. Grandma and grandpa is, and he's like, here, eat some of this. And I tried to eat for the house. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I found out what it was. But by then, I already, you know, in my head, I was like, hey, this is good. I like it. It's not moving, so I'm going to eat it. No. That was the thing about your dad. Your dad doesn't say many words, and I don't think you asked many questions. So that was an okay exchange of things. <laughs> My mom is wasn't wasn't big on a lot of words, but I was gonna ask a lot of questions, or I was gonna poke and prod until I figured out what it was, just for the mental sanity of myself. I have to figure out, okay, what does this look like? And the fact that we had so much food spread out at grandma's house. You open pots, you know, you pop a lid open here and there. That one never smelled right, which automatically indicates to me I shouldn't be eating it. Well, I'll give you that. They do not smell extremely, pl- well, they don't smell good. I mean, but again, with me liking chitlins, boiled or fried, because I know what the taste is like when I smell, it's like for like a split second, it's like, ah, oh, that doesn't smell right. But then I realize it's chitlins and then I start salivating because I know it's chitlins. Yuck. And then I, you know, I start craving it, but <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird relationship. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't think you had to endure as many times as I did going over to Aunt Deb's house when she'd be cleaning them. That was also the worst. I will, I will, I will admit um, that I've never, not once have been around when chitlins are being cleaned because I do think that would turn me off of eating them. So therefore I won't. Oh yeah. That's, I won't go around it. That was the worst. She, as soon as I walk in, you know, you could see you had a straight line to see to their kitchen. So when you look mm-hmm. back there and she would be like, Hey Mark, you want to help me come clean these chitlins? Even joking. It felt like she was really testing my sanity. Like, no, I don't want to help you clean that. I know what that is now. Well, did she know at the time that you didn't like them or you just, weren't you know you weren't into them you can throw a stone and hit a person that doesn't like chitlin so i'm sure she knew i didn't like them (laughs) oh man i mean if you just close your eyes and throw a brett Favre pass out there you're gonna hit somebody who doesn't like chitlins it's harder to be accurate and find somebody who does like them well here see but you're in that gray area you don't like them and you don't like them because you've never tried them you don't like the smell I don't like the smell per se, but I like the taste. You may be in the same book. You might like them, but you're not willing to take that step to see, to form an opinion. I like them or I don't, but you have to try them in order to know that. So I'm sorry because I've told people to do this before, but it also comes with a preference of you don't have to do it. And chitlins is my thing where I won't. So I'll stop saying that I don't like them. And I say, I'm not eating that. I'm not eating those. Just wait. I'm going to mask it. I'm going to get you one day. 
you think you're going to mask it to a guy who's been professionally cooking for 14 years? I'll, I'll work it out because, again, I'm not the reason why I haven't had chitlins in at least two years is because I'm not going to clean them myself. So the only there's only a handful of people that I trust their chitlins that my mom and usually it's Aunt Deb or, you know, usually Thanksgiving when they were brought when they brought the uh, that dish or prepared it. Those are the only two places that I ever eat chitlins anywhere else. I'm not touching it. It's okay. I'm putting out a petition to all grocery stores above like Tennessee to just stop selling them. Oh my gosh. So I don't even want to run into them anymore. And especially in the North, the South, I know Man. it's tough, but up North. Yeah. In the South, people go, you going to set fire to the city down there. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, I can't, I can't do it. Oh my gosh. I can't do it. Oh, the next question is what's the last new food that you tried? Last new food. Um, that I tried for the first time, or yeah, first time. <sighs> That's tough. Um, trying to think, I would have to say, I think it would have would have been shark. Shark? Huh? What, what form did you have? No, in? no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was, uh, it was. Yeah, I think it was shark. Actually, I think it was like a soup or something. Um, I got it when I was in uh in the Bahamas. Oh, okay, like a shark fin soup or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't know if I've ever had shark before. Off the top of my head, as in like new, actually, it's the only time I've ever had it. That and um, actually, you know what? That and also conch. Have you ever had like conch or conch salad? Yeah. yeah I've had fritters. Yeah, well, that. Okay. Yeah, that was the first time I've had something like that, too. So, okay. or the only time. So, gotcha. Loved it, too. It was really good. Okay. Nice. What, uh, what do you like to cook? Like when you're splurging on cooking, what do you what do you make if you're really trying to make yourself a really good meal? Um, if I'm really in the mood to cook, um, like when I have to pull out the measurings and then, you know the actual recipes and such, uh, it's a uh, it's complex but simple. It's Cajun shrimp chowder. Um, I stumbled across that um, like a picture or something like that, and I googled it because I'm a visual person. That's why I hate going to restaurants that don't have pictures of what the food looks like because again uh, I think we had talked before with me food presentation is half the battle so I want to see if it looks good that's you know like when you're judging a book by its cover you want to see what it looks like first and then that's what sparks your interest not just reading off a menu but uh Cajun shrimp chowder I, I've cooked it actually I think three times because I don't like to get that extensive where I actually don't have it memorized and I can't eyeball it and um it just stuck. So when I go all out, get all the ingredients and have a full thing, have music playing in the background to keep me focused and jamming and uh, make sure it tastes good. And it hasn't failed me yet. I'm three for three. Okay. When you go shopping for ingredients, do you go with a plan or do you go in and wing it? Um, I'll say eight times out of 10, I go in with a plan. Okay. Um, if I think I just need something extra, like or I know what my entree is going to be, or if I just think I need a filler or whatever case may be, um, then that's just a run in. As I'm walking in, I'm looking at some, I give myself about five, 10 minutes to have something in my hand and get up out of there. Okay. So you're not a comb the aisles kind of guy. If I do, I'm opening my stride and speed walking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which nine times out of 10, the stuff I already have, I just replenish when I need it. But, mm. um, 
Yeah, that dish is the only one that I that I put a lot of energy into actually preparing. Anything else is like maybe four ingredients or less that I don't have to really, you know, read a a list on what comes next and what goes where and how much of this and everything like that recipe. And what's like uh this is a question I haven't asked people. What's your like core group of seasonings, your go to seasonings that you use for a lot of dishes? Um, I like spicy, so mostly I like uh the cayenne pepper. Um depending on the dish, I, I like to go with the uh, Italian seasoning. Um I do have like a, a variety of Mrs. Dash because I don't like having sodium in any of my food if I'm cooking it. I'll see if I have control of it. So uh, I like spicy. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I need something to drink, but I do like a little kick. Um, so I put cayenne pepper on everything. Then, of course, pepper, cracked pepper, and um, anything else is hit or miss. Paprika, you know, I use that sometimes if I'm grilling or whatnot. But um, anything but salt. I just kind of dabble with it. A lot of experimentations, and I don't write it down. And I'm just kind of looking at it like, I think I used this last time. <laughs> and just go off of it like that. And it always, it always works out in my favor. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Have you ever used something in addition you didn't know what it was? Uh, a seasoning? Yeah. So like you, like before you said you got a recipe and you looked it up or you ran into it on social media. I can't remember which one you said at this point, but... You said you ran into it and it had an ingredient in it. Have you ever followed a recipe and it said an ingredient and you were like, huh, I'm not sure what that is, but let me go ahead and throw it in there anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, actually, you could answer that one because if anything like that, I have questions about like, hey, does this go good with this or what I should use this? You're like the only person I call in reference to that. So... Yeah, not too much. Uh, I've either heard of it before. Obviously, I haven't cooked with everything. Um, but if I get a little curious or something like that, like, hmm, I wonder if I could use this or, or what I can use to substitute. I either gamble and just try it out, which is hardly ever um, do I buy that because I know I won't use it regularly. Or unless it's something like the um, like that, uh, that chowder that I tried has some stuff that I don't usually cook with. But um I knew it was a huge part of the recipe, so I just kind of went with it. But, but yeah, no, usually I ask you, you know, hey, you know, should I use this? How much should I use? Or can I substitute it with this? You think this would work? But um, everything else, I just kind of eyeball. Like, oh, I want some of this. I want some of this. I kind of know what it tastes like. And I can just kind of, it's like, you know, like some of the older cooks, like, I don't know how much I put in this. I just eyeball it. Mm -hmm. And you just know off of just the visual how much, you know, you want either salt or, or this, that, or the other. So it's not too bitter or nothing like that. But that's kind of how I cook for the most part. Mm -hmm. I just eyeball it because I know how much I put in with, depending on how much that I, I'm cooking. But yeah. Freestyle, I guess. Free, a free spirit when it comes to cooking. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, especially when it comes to spices. I don't know if people have that same kind of reaction I do when I go to, uh, like if me and my wife go in the bed, or bed bath. I was about to pull one of your numbers. If we go in the Bath and Body Works, like I'll just stand around smelling candles, like I'm getting mm -hmm. high off of these new scents. And then I'll do the same thing if I get to go somewhere that has a bunch of new spices and stuff I haven't smelled and they're open. Like I like going mm -hmm. through people's spice cabinets, not like an invasive way, but just like, oh, okay, what you got in here? And then just smelling all the seasonings they got in there. 
Like, yeah, that's kind of, I, I know what you mean. That's kind of like hit or miss sometimes. You either have something that kind of is overwhelming that takes most of the smell or you just have like a, like a rainbow of smells that's coming to you. I mean, I don't have the culinary nostrils, if you want to call it that, where I'm like, oh, that's, this is sage. This is, you know, cumin. This is this, that, and the other. Whereas you probably know what those things smell like and you can pick them out. Mm-hmm. For me, when I, sometimes that could be overwhelming for me, like, ugh, close the door. Unless there's like a major, like mostly one seasoning in there that's a little bit stronger than anything else. But Yeah, as soon as you said sage and cumin, like I instantly get the the sensation like I'm smelling them. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, because I just made some sweet potato biscuits the other day and I, I put sage leaves on the top of them. So I have that just fresh in my mind right now, too. Right. And then explaining to, uh, I don't know if I told you about Uncle Victor. You know, Uncle Victor is big on making burritos. If I you, did not. Okay, if you didn't know, he is. And he called me at one point and he was asking me about something to put in his burritos to spruce them up, to, you know, to upgrade them a little bit. What spices could he use? So I'm asking him to go through his spice cabinet. We're not in person. We're on the phone. And um, he's like, he's telling me what he's got up there. I was like, well, you got any cumin up there? And he was like, uh, what's that? So he searches through his cabinet, finds it. And it smells it. I was like, yeah, dash a little bit of that on, you know, on the inside. He was making steak burritos or something like that. Puts it in there. He's making it and he instantly starts smelling. And he was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wait, so this guy had, had the, you know, the ingredients in there and he never used it. So wait, he just went down the aisle and just like, yeah, I'll just put this in the cabinet. Well, I think it was one of our aunts had came up there and cooked for him and they bought it and had it in the cabinet. Cause you know he he's just not gonna go in there and buy nothing. He he's gonna opt out of cooking at every choice he can. I mean, with so many cooks in the family, oh, I mean, gosh. why why would you? So yeah, I think Aunt Minnie had bought it and put it up there. I mean, you figure if he loves tacos that much or what have you, you think that he would have put in like a lot of energy to ha- like to perfect like the taco or whatever. He's just like, no, nah, I'm just a plain Jane. Just give me the classic. Uh, you know, Taco Bell seasoning, put that on there and I call it a day. Like, all right. Yeah, but I think him as well as a lot of people, when you get used to making something a certain way and it's good, it doesn't have to be great. As long as it gets to the point where it's good, it's just past edible. You're okay with it and you want to make it that way as often as possible. Because, Like you said, when you're making a new dish or seasoning something, you're not necessarily writing down what you're doing. So being able to duplicate a dish that you've done before over and over is as reliable as you want to get. It's good. It's past edible. This is how I'm going to do it from now on. But most people don't take the step to upgrading. Okay, how can I make this a little bit better? And that's the difference between, you know, trying to take that extra step. Well, I'm not that bad. Um, I guess I get in my cooking moves, but I mean, I do cook, um, but Sometimes I do get curious, like I'll see like a commercial or um, or a conversation or just seeing the menu when I'm out eating somewhere. Um, and I'm like, oh, man, I might have to try this on, you know, next time I make this dish. The way I like it, let me just try something different on top of what I normally do. So I do experiment in that sense. Like, ooh, like I never thought of that before. Let me try this because I like this dish. And, yeah, you know what to anticipate. But sometimes you want just a little something extra. It can, it can weigh heavy or it can just be a little light where it can just barely taste it. But I do that sometimes, too, if it, if I get my taste buds are getting a little too used to a certain dish. 
Um, but yeah, just to get it right past edible, like um, I'm a foodie. I don't I don't cook a lot like that that extensive, but I do like to eat a variety of food and have different tastes. So I I can't do just past edible. That's like eating like spaghetti with I don't know olive oil and nothing else. Like it's just past edible, but it's very bland. I can't do that. Mm. That's disrespectful. Yeah, it's and something you just said triggered something with me. You said you're a foodie. And I know you eat a lot of stuff, and if it's good, you'll eat it. And if it's not, I don't know what your re- I don't see a negative reaction out of you. But you and Tamara, my wife, are on two different ends of the spectrum as far as people I cook for. So, like, if I make something for you and it's halfway decent, I feel like you're going to say it was good because you wanted to eat it. And my wife, on the other hand, it's hard to find something that she will eat. So it's like when I make something that she doesn't necessarily like, I can't judge if it's just because that she doesn't like it because she's picky. Oh, oh that's what it is. Cause I can tell you right now, that's what it is because she's picky. And, um, and I don't, I don't know her eating habits, but I can tell you it's cause she's picky because I've had your cooking and several dishes and no complaints. I don't have to doctor anything up. Um, again, like you were just saying, like, you know, when you make a certain dish or, or you're eating a certain dish, you want it to have it a certain way. Like, um, you and I have talked about before, before a person like eating, I think you were talking about, um, steak is like people automatically go for the hot sauce or the A1, like taste the food first and then see if you need to add something. And actually, since we had that conversation probably years ago, that's that it like stuck in my long-term memory banks because now even even if I'm cooking something and haven't tasted it, I have certain things that I like to add, but I'm like, let me try it first. It probably doesn't need it. And this is just me eating by myself. So 100% because she's picky. Um, if I don't like something that, you know, that you make or, or if I'm eating, I either, I either will doctor it up or I'll, I'll mix it with something else to kind of help me push through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just simple fact that it just doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. It's not that it tastes nasty, like watermelon, like watermelon. It tastes good to some degree to me, but it is to me, it's very bland. Like it does nothing for me. I would just be eating it just to survive. I would get no gratification from it, but it doesn't make me like, Oh, this is disgusting either. It's just one of those weird things. Yeah. It's not really that strong of a taste. It's like dragon fruit. People get enamored with how pretty it is. And they'd be like, oh, I don't really taste like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but like I said, you, you judging her pickiness to me watching from my angle is like, I don't know if I could make something that you wouldn't eat or that you would say, nah, I'm not a fan of that. That's, that's what I'm saying here. Like the only time I get honest judgment feedback where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to base this dish off of is when I'm at work. So if I let the cooks or, you know, like the executive chef or the food and beverage director or something taste something they normally give me straightforward feedback some of them won't like if, if but see that's go ahead go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like some of the cooks that are below me some of them just will say uh yeah it was good and then like later they'll be like ah, oh, it was okay like when they finally warmed up to it because they don't want to say hey to your boss uh yeah that was nasty and I, like i can't figure out where my comfort level is of saying Okay, that was good or not. That's why I'm so harsh on critiquing my own food most of the time. Be like, oh, I can do better. Right. Or I could have done that better. Or this I can normally the second time I make something, 
is better because I critiqued myself so hard on the first one. I was like, okay, well, you need to do this, this, and this, and take that away. Well, see, it's not, and it's not that the food tastes bad. I'm just talking strictly just from the food that I've ate at your house or that you prepared. Um, it's it's not that taste. I think it tastes like every every, and literally, I'm not over exaggerating. Everything that you prepared or that I've eaten that you've cooked has been good. Next time I come, you do something different. It might taste a little bit better or just be good. It wasn't that the first way you prepared it was bad. It was good. It's just now you just kind of remixed it a little bit. Now there's a different flavor to it. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion of it. Um, but I don't, I don't think you've ever made anything that was bad unless you like undercook something like that's something different. It just stick it back in the oven or what have you, or, or want to cook it a little bit longer, but as a, a prepared dish, um, which is good. It keeps you on your toes. That's where the, the kind of, you know, as I said, remixing or whatnot, um, you just kind of tweaking it a little bit, but either way, I mean, each recipe of what you did, you know, as they say, hits the spot. So it's just a matter of, you know, pick your poison. What are you in the mood for that day? You mm-hmm. know? So. Yeah. Well, uh, well, moving on, still talking about my food. <laughs> if you haven't heard this story, uh, go back to episode 33. It was the chicken or waffle was not both episode episode 33. Go back and check that one out. If you haven't heard it yet, where I told the story about how Nate ate my sandwich. It's a lot more dramatic than I just made it sound right there. But the point is I'm still hurting. I'm still hurting. And this was like 15 years ago. Um, but I just want to ask Nate's perspective now that he's on the show. Do you remember this as vividly as I describe it most of the time? Man, I remember, um, I remember us walking in line. Well, let me let me rewind a little bit. Like you said earlier, you're like, yeah, I don't even know where Quizmas or how close Quizmas is to me. As soon as I moved back to Ohio, I I downloaded the app, I googled, and I found out the closest Quizmas to Akron is in Elyria. And uh, I was trying to formulate a plan of when am I going to pick it up when I head to Sandusky or come back. But um, but yeah, so. You know, is our first or is my first time going to Quiznos? Is me, you, and a few other cousins? And uh, I was like, oh, I don't know what to get. I was like, Ah, just give me that. You know, thinking like, you know, it's like three meats or whatever I got. I was like, Hey, different flavors. And you order something, everybody, whatever. We got in the car. I think what we had switched in line. We we're cashing out. That's how the bags got switched or something. Correct. And uh, <laughs> and all I know, I was like, man, this. And I, I wasn't thinking because, you know, I was just like, ah, just give me that. I didn't, I, you know, it wasn't like, I was like, oh, this, this, or whatever. Like, oh, man, this smells really good. I must have picked, you know, something really good. I get into it. I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, probably the best sandwich that I've ever had. And I think I was at least a, I ate, like, what, a fourth or a third half, of it? Half. <laughs> I think it was a third. It half. wasn't quite there. It was half. <laughs> so, uh. And I'm laying into the sandwich, like, man, this is the best thing ever, right? And so, you're like, man, you, you eat my sandwich? This, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I honestly did not know. I just like, hey, she gave me my sub after I paid for it. There's no way to confuse it, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, so we end up switching subs. And uh, I think you were, you said you were going to throw it out the window or something like that. And uh, I felt bad, but I didn't because I was like, man, this is it. And to this day, whenever I go to a Quiznos, that, that is the only sandwich that I order 
anytime I go to a Quiznos. I don't need to look at the menu. I go straight to the cashier. This is what I want. It's that good. But um, I know there's more into it when we get to talking back and forth, but it still is funny. I think it's funny how upset you were. And after eating, you know, about a quarter or, or a third of that sandwich, Half. I, 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 how you were angry and upset is fully justified. So I was like, yeah, I can't even be mad at him because I would have been here too. I just thought we were going to fight. I was like, this dude going to fight me over a sandwich? Like, that's how heated you got. I was like, man. I was like, well, if we fight, I'm going to eat the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it, but it but was that good. But I was like, man, he is, he is like, it's not even that serious. And then I'm like, then I bit into my sub and ate that. I'm like, yeah, like this ain't it right here. Exactly. That's how bad it was that I didn't want to even eat your sandwich out of retaliation because I knew mine was better. Dude, I didn't want to finish my sandwich. I ate just because I paid for it. I'm like, I want what he had. <laughs> yeah, but between the fact that I, because I knew I wanted that sandwich. I had eaten that sandwich for like the past year in Pittsburgh. And the fact that mm-hmm. I was sitting in the back seat with that cold deli meat sandwich that you had. And Derek just sitting in the driver's seat laughing his butt off made it even worse. Yeah, because you know, Derek's got that laugh that, you know, A, if you're if you're laughing, it's gonna make you laugh even more. Or in your case, if you're upset, it's gonna infuriate you. Exactly. So um and that's another thing that you had mentioned too. Uh I don't remember a lot of you know, a lot of the details, so to speak, but I do remember you like, man, I got a hot sandwich, you got a close sandwich. You couldn't tell that <laughs> that wasn't your sales smell. Like, dude, I, I literally didn't really pay attention to what I ordered, but, um, exactly. but that was a huge, that, that's what makes it even more funny is because your um, rebuttals to whatever I was saying was, was a hundred percent right for the extent of like, Hey, you ordered a cold sandwich and I ordered a hot sandwich that right then and there should have told you that's not your sandwich, but I didn't know what I ordered. But I know yours smelled good, and I, we all were so hungry. I'm like, I ain't got time to play. I'm going to just dig in because it smells good. Didn't know that was Marcus's sandwich. But, um, but hey, um, we're better people now because of that experience, right? <laughs> well, I have some inner pain to talk about in these stories, and, you know, hopefully somebody else gets joy and laughter out of it because I laugh every now and then, but then the laughter turns into me looking off into the distance, wondering about the first half of that sandwich. That I never got to try, even though I'd had the sandwich, you know, like 20 times before that, right. it still hurts. And, uh, and that's exactly um, how I think that you do. Like whenever we talk about it, other occasions or me, you and Derek, whatnot, I feel like even on the phone that you laugh, but then you do exactly that. You kind of stare off and you kind of get upset a little bit. You know, kind of thinking about it. Yeah, as the Quiznos franchises just slowly fade away in your perspective city, I I think so do my feelings towards that incident. So I, you know, it's all good. I've moved on to bigger and better sandwiches since then. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, you got any uh, thing else about food you want to talk about, or? Uh, I'm getting hungry again. I just. I think. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, like. We should all, I, I don't, because I can't bribe you because you're like, uh, it's not, you know, you want to take it. But we need, all need to get together and be like, hey, let's all prepare a dish, you know, that tastes good, that the other person has not tried yet. And you don't have to tell nobody. It's like, you know, one of them reveals, like, you bring it to the table, you lift it up, and then you have to eat it. Um, 
And I think that's something we do just so we can expand our um, our taste buds, which is something you as a chef should do. So that way you can give a personal, you know, um, what do you want to say? Feedback to people like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Oh, well, you know, I've tried it this way. It wasn't mine, but I can see how you can like it. You might want to try it with this, this, or whatever. And I think chitlins is something that I think if you try as much as you detest it, you'll end up growing to love it. And then you're like, man, Nate, you were right. And I just want to have that moment to say, I told you so. Public service announcement. I'm not eating that. Just so you heard it one more time, because uh, I pretty much knew that's where you were leading. But I, I was going to let you finish. Uh, I felt like Kanye with uh, with Taylor Swift there. I'm going to let you finish, but uh, mm-hmm. chitlins ain't ain't coming nowhere near me. Not if I can help it. Anything else you got, sir? No, I think that that would be my redemption for eating, you know, a quarter or a third of your sub. So when you get upset talking about it or getting your feelings, I can then come back and say, yeah, but remember, I hit you to chitlins. You never wanted to try it. And I introduced you to it. Now we're even. So I think it's more so a selfish, you know, reason why I want you to try it. But uh, hey, whatever. I'm going to skip past the part where you just tried to convince me to eat chitlins and correct you again and say that you ate one half 50 percent of my sandwich. But I thank you for coming on. And uh, I know it's tough to get a hold of you, but. Every time we get on, we have a good conversation, so I sure appreciate it. Always. All right. Yeah, thanks for having me. To everybody else, again, check out the social media, YFLF Podcast on Instagram. Check out the group on Facebook. We have some funny conversations on there about food. Your food looks funny on Facebook. And the website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com. Come back and check us out next week. Not sure what the topic will be, but I think I'll have somebody else on there somebody that's dedicated to listening to the show if i can get a hold of her otherwise it'd probably just be me anywho thank you guys for listening i'll check you guys out next week <laughs>